the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Our God is worthy, amen? He's worthy of our praise. I'm never going to stop singing his praise. There's a point in your life when you make a decision that no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens in this life, I'll never stop singing his praise because God is good, right? He is good and he is worthy of my praise against all odds, against the bad doctor's report, against whatever happens, financial ruin, against relationships. Man, you done got left. Now you're divorced. Now your life is a hot mess. The kids are a mess. Whatever's going on. Is he still worthy? Come on. Is he still worthy? Yes. God is still worthy. His promises are yes and amen. So you better preach to your soul. You better preach to your soul. Remind your soul that he restores my soul. Come on, when we're down, we look to Jesus. We look to him. We look to his word. And we remind our soul. We remind our mind, will. We remind our emotions. Anybody had to remind their emotions before? And what do we remind our emotions of? Past, trauma, who we were, what we've done, all of our wrong? No. We're going to remind our emotions of the word of God. We're going to remind our emotions that God's done it for them and he'll do it for you. We will not give any room for the enemy in our head, in our mind, with our soul, right? No, remember the fragments. Remember what God has done for you. Remember where you come from. God has brought you this far, not to leave you here, but to take you beyond. Do you believe that God is able? Come on. Our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Do you believe he is able? Yes, he is. And he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our honor. He is worthy of our lives. Amen. Yes. And it's time for us to understand the soul, right? You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body, okay? Your spirit man, your spirit man is sealed by the Holy Spirit. Your spirit man is like vacuum packed. Man, the devil cannot mess with your spirit. And the devil hates you because he ain't you. He hates you because you have authority over him. He, he wants that authority so bad. The devil, he's power hungry, right? He's so power hungry, he fell from heaven, right? And we've been given the power that he wants. We've been given power. We've been given authority. The spirit of God dwells inside of us, right? We have given all that power in our spirit. But we got to renew our mind. We got to renew our soul. Because if your soul, if your mind is not renewed, then you don't know who you truly are in the spirit. So life, life is a series of tests. Do you know? Do you know? Right? Everybody's like, God's testing you. No, life's testing you. Do you know how to handle money? Life's testing you. Right? Do you know how to have a good relationship? Life's testing you. Do you know how to... (laughs) 
feed yourself healthy. Life is testing you, right? We're like blaming God. You're just blaming God. Like, I don't know why I can't have a good relationship because you keep, because you keep picking losers. That's why. That's why you can't have a good relationship. So what do you need to do? You need to renew your mind to the word of God and see what it looks like to be a woman of God. See what it looks like to be a man of God. And then you know what you'll start attracting? A man of God, okay? (laughs) You're wondering why you're attracting trash? Take out the trash. Get it together. Okay, nobody wanted to hear that today. But anyways, we're coming for the word. We're coming to understand the soul by renewing our mind to the word of God. How many are ready to be complete, to be whole, right? Lacking nothing, spirit, soul, and body. Okay, so sometimes as Christians, we receive salvation. We receive salvation. And you know what? We're getting to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hell has not got my name, right? I'm going to heaven but we live hell on earth. Why? Because we don't renew our mind to the word of God. We don't understand that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. Come on, we just see Jesus as a lover. He's a destroyer. He destroyed the works of the enemy. And in us, we already have all that we could ever need. It's time to renew our minds and walk in that authority, walk in that power. By cultivating a flourishing, prospering, how many are ready for a prospering soul, right? Succeeding, blossoming soul, having maximum development in our soul, our minds, our will, and our emotions. Yes, amen, right? How are we going to do this? By discovering what God's word says, by discovering his plan and his purpose, right? You're a three-part being. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Your spirit is the real you. And that's, when you come to that revelation, man, your emotions are going to fail you, right? They get the best of you sometimes. Sometimes anger and all these emotions, right? Sometimes anybody's body failed them. Like, come on, get it together, girl, wake up. But when you realize that you are a spirit, you're a spirit. So you're a three-part being. So either your body's a follower, either your spirit is going to be leading the show, or your soul is going to be leading the soul, is going to be leading the show. And how many know that your soul could be all over the place, but that's why we got to renew it, renew it, renew it, right? Your soul, your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions, your body's just your physical suit here. Like seriously, imagine this is just a suit. Like unzip, no, don't unzip your suit, but just saying, this is the suit you have to have because you need it here on this earth, right? So we don't want to wait all the way till we get to heaven to have a renewed soul and a renewed suit, right? Let's have heaven on earth. When we receive Jesus, our spirit, look at your neighbor say your spirit, your real you, your real self, right? Your spirit becomes identical with God's spirit. Your spirit became new. Anybody receive Jesus and you're like, whoo, got a glorified body. Looking good. No, you look the same. You had the same struggles, right? Because our body didn't have that instant change. Our soul didn't have that instant change. We have to be renewed. 
right? But your spirit became born again. Your spirit became a new creation. Your spirit became transformed. Your spirit underwent an instant and complete transformation. And our body and soul were impacted by salvation. But the change is not total and it's not complete, right? This is the transformation. So we have to renew our soul. We have to renew our mind. We have to renew our training, right? If all of your family is sick people and you're like, oh, we just always get sick. All of your family is just negative people. Oh, we're just a negative family. All, all, I mean, all your family is just cheaters. You know, oh, it's just, it's just how it is. You know, we just cheat. No, break the cycle, break the training, get new training. Do you know that you will just repeat history if you don't get new information, right? Because you're just going to do what was modeled to you unless you renew your mind to the word of God. That's the change. That's our part. That's the like work out your salvation. You're saved, right? Your spirit man saved. You go into heaven, but work it out. Out of the soul, out of the body. That's where we got to work it out. Come on, exercise. Let's go. Anybody love exercise? Yes. Love it. Or learn to. And <laughs> your body will thank you. Right? So we got to renew our soul. We got to renew our emotions. We got to renew our thought processing. Sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just how I wired. I'm just... I think this way, I do this way, I'm a negative person. Let me tell you something, okay? Let me tell you something. Um, I've been through a lot physically. I've been through a lot with my health. And one thing that remained is like the enemy, I am a happy person. Like honestly, I'm a, I'm a happy person. I am, for the most part, like super fun. I may be like stubborn and totally know exactly what I want at all times. You can ask me what I want, where I want to go, what I want for the future. You can ask me anything I will tell you because I already know. I know what I want. I can see things in the future so clearly for myself. So sometimes people think that that makes me stubborn, <laughs> but whatever. I just know what I want, right? But anyways, tangent, anyways, going through what I've gone through in the natural I feel like the enemy was after my joy. And, and it, when you're going through a chronic sickness for a long time, you can start to get into a negative pattern of thinking. Like, okay, this symptom happens. And when this symptom happens, this pain comes. And then when this pain comes, then this happens. And, and it becomes familiar, right? Because this is over a period of time. But the most incredible thing about the word of God is that you can stand your ground and you can fight your soul. And you can remind your soul that I will never give in to that negative thought process. I will never give in to the narrative that I am a sick person. So I will remind myself, guys, this is honest. This is vulnerable. This is real life. I remind myself whenever that negativity comes in, I 
am not a sick person. I will never give in to the enemy, to sickness, to disease, to the doctor's report, and I will remind my soul, not that I am strong, but I will remind my soul that the word of God has the final word in my life and in this body and in this heart and this mind and this soul. And I am nobody special. I have just taken the word for what it is. And this is what we have to do. We get in these things, and you know what? It might not be a health struggle for you. It could be a financial struggle. But you're going to remind yourself that we live by the word of God. God's word says give, and it'll be given to you. you got to remind your soul that why we give, why we lay our life down, why uh, we've got, do you see what I'm saying? Like how you got to preach to your soul? When you realize that you're a three-part being, you're not a weirdo. You're literally letting the word come alive and you preach it to yourself, right? You got to encourage yourself in the word of God, but you need to have deep roots in the word. We've got to be deeply rooted in the love of God because faith works by love. Not by you being perfect, not by you memorizing the word. No, you got to believe and speak. And what you truly believe is what you speak. So you can't allow yourself to be a negative person because what you believe, you speak. So that's why your narrative has to be renewed to the word of God, the word of God. What does God's word say? What does God's word say? And that's the part where we work out our salvation. We're working out the word out of our thought processing, how we process, right? Our understanding, our personality, our moral conscience. We got to renew it to the word. We renew it to the word of God, becoming whole spirit, soul, and body. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to become whole spirit, soul, and body, experiencing wholeness. How many of you guys ready to experience wholeness? Not emptiness, not defeat, not fear, not shame, not guilt. Experience wholeness, wholeness, perfect soundness, right? Perfect health, perfect fit for good use, lacking nothing. But what's promoted right now is anxiety, stress, looking to the world. Look, it's like, you know, what's going on out there? Who cares what's going on out there? What's going on in the word? You know, and then when you dive into the word and you're like, oh man, all this stuff has already happened time and time and time again, right? Lacking nothing. Psalms 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> Anybody been in want before? Remind yourself, God is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You got to preach yourself the word. 
even though we walk through the valley, right? We want to go around the valley. Can I get a helicopter to go over the valley? Come on. Can I get? No. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What comforts us? Food, anxiety medication. Come on, that comfy comforter. No, God is our comforter. The Holy, he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us. We have the comforter. Come on, wake up to what you already have. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Come on, you're not empty, you're full. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever. We got to remind ourselves of the word, encourage yourself in the word, and God restores your soul. Peter said in in Acts 3.16, and on this basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus with which has strengthened this man, the man who lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, whom you've seen and you've known. They've seen and they've known this guy to be crippled. They've seen and they've known him, right? Whom you've seen and you known. And the faith which comes through Jesus has given him perfect health and complete wholeness in your presence. Come on, faith works by love. Come on, we got to get rooted and grounded in love. This guy received perfect health. He's received complete wholeness. Are you all ready? Are you ready for your complete wholeness? Y'all ready? Come on, becoming whole spirit, soul, and body, experiencing wholeness, perfect soundness. How many of you are ready for clarity of mind, clarity of judgment? When all hell breaks loose, you done lost your job, you done lost the dog, you done lost it all. What are you going to do? You better be completely whole, have perfect soundness so that you know the best decision. What's next for me, Lord? Come on, you lead me, you guide me. What is, what's next for me? Perfect health, fit for good use, lacking nothing. How many of us have been lacking something? We all been lacking something. Come on. How many are ready to lack nothing? Become a whole. Perfect patience. James 1.4, this is the Amplified. And let endurance have its perfect result. We got to what? We got to let endurance. So that means when the storms come, we get pressure put on us. When things are happening, we're going to let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that we may be perfect and complete, developed in your faith, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. Becoming whole, spirit, soul, and body. Experiencing wholeness, perfect soundness, perfect health, fit for good use, lacking nothing. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, May the God of peace set you apart for himself. May every part of you be set apart for God. May your spirit and your soul and your body be kept complete, experiencing wholeness. May you be without blame when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Who's ready to experience wholeness, right? People cannot make you whole, 
right? Stuff cannot make you whole. A job, a career, a relationship, a status, a whatever cannot make you whole. A million followers, a uh, hundred million followers cannot make you whole. May God of peace who sets you apart. He called you for this time and this hour, and he's got a plan and he's got a purpose for your life. It's time to discover what it is. It's time to discover what it is through the word of God, right? He sets you apart for his good use, spirit, soul, and body. Third John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Come on, all things means some things. All, all things means what? All things. How many are ready to prosper in all things? Being led by the Spirit of God, right? Being whole, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, relationally, financially, whole, complete, lacking nothing, right? Your soul prospers when you look to Jesus. Your soul prospers when you look away from self. We got to look away from self, right? We got to stop looking to self. Stop looking to yourself to save yourself, anybody, to heal yourself. If I just follow these strategic plan. I will be healed. No, the word says I am healed, so I am healed, right? We're going to follow the word of God. The word of God, he give you a promise to uh, prosper you financially. We got to follow the word of God, right? We got to follow his steps. You can't save yourself, but you don't have to. Jesus already saved your sinful self. Stop working for it. Receive it. Receive the fullness of salvation. Receive the fullness of your healing. Receive the fullness of your prosperity, becoming whole, spirit, soul, and body. Look to Jesus and his finished work at the cross. When Jesus says it is finished, then it is finished, right? We don't need, stop carrying your cross. Oh, just for the Lord, for the Lord. No, you know, that's, that's for you. That's for show. We could care less for your cross. And you know, like, oh, God's just sending me a storm. You know, I know it's God's will. God's in control. Stop. God is not in control of your will. God is not in control of others' wills. Oh, well, now I'm the divorce and it's just God's will. And he left me and he chose to do this and he chose to do that. God is not in control of people's free will. They chose for themselves, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand on the word? Are you going to believe God that he's got more than just this? Are you going to believe God that you will carry on and lead your family and be planted in the house? Or that's for somebody just saying, right? Are you going to believe God? Stop falling for the negative religious um, narrative that it's like, oh, well, God, God just sent you this storm so he could teach you something. God did not send you this storm. Life did. And your bad decision-making did. Right? So now we got to say, God, I made a bad decision. Where do I go from here? That's manning up. That's putting away childish ways. Right? When I was a child, I thought, I spoke, and I acted like a child. But when I became a man, 
when I became a woman, when I became mature, I put away childish things. So putting away childish things means that we take responsibility for the condition of our heart. We take responsibility for the condition of our soul. You gotta stop blaming your parents. You gotta stop blaming your trauma. You gotta stop blaming what's happened to you in the past. No, today, I take responsibility for the condition of my heart. I will not be offended. I will not be easily angered. I will not be envious. I will not be jealous. You gotta tell yourself, preach to your soul. Anybody, right? Look to Jesus and his finished work. He already redeemed you, and in the spirit, you already have all that you could ever need. We gotta look to Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come to me. All who are weary. Anybody been weary? Anybody been tired? Right? All who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. Let me tell you, of what you're doing is not providing peace. Stop. Follow after peace. If it's the will of God, you will have peace. Right? Follow that peace. And I will give you rest, refreshing your soul with salvation. Take my purpose, my yoke upon you, and learn from me. Follow me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest. You're going to find what? Rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. For my purpose, my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. Let me tell you, come to Jesus. This is an action. This is a step of faith. It didn't say wait for Jesus. It said come to Jesus. He said come to me, right? Come to me. You're not going to just, you know, randomly all of a sudden receive Jesus. Out of nowhere, you're in the grocery store and all of a sudden Jesus is there and he's like, receive me. No, you have to open your heart. You have to call on the name of Jesus. You have to receive your salvation. So let me tell you, you have to open your heart. You have to receive your healing. Come on, you better call on that healing. Healing has a name, Jesus. That prosperity has a name, Jesus. Come to Jesus. This is an action. This is a step of faith. And he will give you rest for your souls. Cast your cares upon him. This is an action. This is a step of faith. Trust in him and he will give you rest for your souls. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting some of your cares and some of your anxieties. No, you're right. Come on. Casting all of your cares, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God cares for you. God cares about the circumstance that you're in right now. God knows how you got there and he cares about you. Can you trust him? Can you give him that care? And know that he can work it together for your good. He can write a testimony out of this situation, right? That you can impact others because you can say, hey, I've been there. I've done that. But look what the Lord has done. Look what God has done. He restored my soul. Come on. I am new because of submitting to the word of God. What are we submitting to? We humble in ourselves to the word. Humble in ourselves. And what's going to happen? The enemy's going to flee, right? Humble yourself. 
God cares about you. He loves you. God is love. And our faith is activated by love. Faith works by love. We got to get rooted and grounded in love, experiencing his fullness, right? Deep roots, they grow overnight. No, they don't. Anybody? If we're going to have, if we're going to be deeply rooted and grounded in the love of God, let me tell you, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. It's going to take maturity. It's going to take perseverance, endurance, patience. We have to let patience have its perfect work so that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, right? We have to be deeply rooted and grounded in love, not in works, not in service, in love, in love. What is love? And the world's got it twisted. Love is love. What's love got to do? That's so old. Oh, my gosh. That's even older than me. So just saying. I ain't that old. But anyways, we got to be deeply rooted and grounded in love. And do roots grow overnight? Do you wish they did? Yeah, me too. (laughs) What's love? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13. Let me tell you, 1 Corinthians 13 Get this chapter memorized. Get this chapter in your heart because it gives you a clear definition of what love is, okay? Oh, you're so in love. Oh, it just got the feels. What is love? Come on, we're going to let the word define love. Anybody ready to let the word of God define what love is? Not your twisted definition, not manipulation, not what you've seen, not what, you know, You know, you know. Let's see what the word says. It got real quiet. (laughs) What is love, right? 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only the most annoying noise ever. A noisy gong or a clanging cymbal just an annoying distraction, right? You can speak in tongues, but you have not love. You're just annoying. That's what it's saying, right? And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people, and I understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, doesn't that sound awesome? Who wants to possess all knowledge? Who wants to prophesy? And you have not love, then you nothing, you nobody, you going nowhere, doing nothing, fast, right? Understand all mysteries. And if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but I do not have love reaching out to others, then I am nothing. This is Paul. I'm nothing. And if I give all of my possessions to feed the poor, then you just need to feed the hungry, feed the poor. And if I surrender my body to be burned as a sacrifice, but I do not have love, it does me no good. That just works, right? We got, it works by love, not works alone, right? Y'all ready for love? Here we go. Here's real love. This is real love, not feels. Not a little sticky note, not all the little cards and the Valentine's kisses and hugs, X and O's, and emoji, emoji, emoji. Not the status changed on your profile in a relationship. Again, 
Ready for love? Y'all ready? Love suffers. And all the married people said, Amen. That should be in our vows. You, you want to get involved with somebody you could suffer with. Suffer long. Love suffers long and endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful, and it's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag, and it's not proud, or it's not arrogant. Sometimes with relationships, all you got to do is post about it, post about it, post about it, post about it, post about it. Can't something be your own? Can't your relationship just be yours? Can't you just experience the gift that God has given you? Like, we got to honor relationships and just keep some things to yourself. Making people envious and jealous of your post. What is that? Like, we're, we're envious and jealous of what people are posting. And they're arguing and fighting about the same stuff you are. Because we're suffering long. Right? Love is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked, nor overly sensitive, or easily angered. Love does not take into account a wrong endured. Anybody keeping tabs? Anybody keeping tabs? That's the worst thing you can do for any relationship. I got a tab. I've been enduring a lot of your wrongs. Is that what love does? No. Love does not take into account wrong endured. Love does not rejoice at injustice but rejoices with truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remains steadfast during difficult times. Come on, during difficult times, deeply rooted and grounded in love. Faith works by love. Come on, endurance steadfast, endures all things without weakening. Come on, it doesn't matter what the enemy sends my way. Is that all you got, sucker? Because you're just making me stronger. I'm just going from new levels and new levels to God's goodness and his grace and his mercy all over my life. So you cannot get in my head and you cannot get in this body. Come on, do you believe that Jesus lives inside of you? Come on, I have immunity. I am immune to sickness. I'm immune to depression. I am immune to anxiety. Why? Because I cast my cares on him. Because I know he cares for me. Because love suffers long and endures all things without weakening. Not because I am strong, because I am strong in him. And in my weaknesses, it shows his strength. And he gets all the glory. To God be all the glory. Only by the grace of God, I am where I am. We are where we are. And without love, I am nothing. Without love for others, out of the love that God has for me, I'm nothing. All of this is for nothing. But with love... We can endure all things because love never fails. It never fades and it never ends. But as for prophecy, 
they will pass away, and for tongues, they will cease. And as for gifts of spiritual knowledge, it'll pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, for our knowledge now is incomplete. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. It's time to mature, to come to become whole, spirit, soul, and body, right? For now, in this time of imperfections, we see only as in a mirror, dimly blurred reflections, a riddle, a puzzle. But then, when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality. And you know what reality is? Your spirit man, your real self, your real reality. And that's what I am on the adventure to discover who I really am and to renew my soul and my body better line up to the word, right? That when we see face to face, now we know in part, just in fragments, but then we will know fully just as we are fully known by God. And now there remain faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confident expectation, and eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others, growing out of God's love for me. These three are the special graces, but the greatest of these is love because God is love. And our faith is activated by love. And we got to get rooted and grounded in real love, in true love, in God's kind of love. And then we will experience wholeness, right? Perfect soundness, perfect health, fit for good use, lacking nothing, lacking nothing. So we got to let the word of God be implanted in our heart and saving our soul. How many are ready for rest for your soul, right? We got to let the word of God be implanted and we start reaping a harvest from the seed sown in the ground. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. How many of you guys received something tonight? How many ready to produce a harvest on the word sown? In Jesus' name, love you guys. Have a great night and we will see you Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.